0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to a new episode of The X-Bottom, season 3, episode 7. I'm here with Task Force uh, uh, X itself. Ooh, with at it. <laughs> yes, with uh John Economos himself. Is that me? Is that I, me? <laughs> I'm Paul.
1: I forgot that was his yes. name.
0: And Clemson uh, Murn himself. Hey, how's everyone doing? Sebastian. <laughs> so yeah.
1: He's, he's listing peacemaker characters. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> because it's a uh, fading based on the thing we just watched so yeah how are you guys doing we Pretty just finished, well, we, you? yeah we just finished All watching right. the state of play we reacted to it that react should be going live anytime whenever i'm able to render that video that we watched and we're doing another offbeat episode of the x but i'm just focusing on that state of play so it might be shorter than your our usual episode to kind of help our friend paul here that he's about to start moving and this is going to be his last recording until in probably a week, maybe two, who knows? Like, what's gonna go you... missing?
1: I'm pretty sure just the one week is enough. Um, by the end of next week, I should be settled, ready, mm-hmm. and good to go. Um, and I'm just I'm hoping that there's no issues with that. The only yeah. thing that would happen is if my Wi-Fi is not strong enough to do a recording. <laughs> yes,
0: but thankfully, like our buddy here, Sebastian, like he said, he's he's uh, turned like he he knows when to answer the bat signal. So. Yeah, (laughs) so so whenever I need help, I know I can like just light it up and he's gonna help cover for you So yeah, you're back Sebastian. So that's like two in a row now. So
2: yeah, for sure Really
0: excited kind of like I mentioned in the um, in the uh, in in our reacts You're so often here now that you're basically a (laughs) co-host Oh man, glad to
2: hear be here anytime you (laughs) want me just hit that back signal or the the call machine and I'll be there You know uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to... um What is the the term from Harry Potter where they um they warp into themselves and then... Oh, appear. apparate. Apparate. I don't know if I'm going to apparate and be that quick, but I will answer the call. I will answer the bell. So. With
0: good anticipation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. Before we dive into the state of play, this is just a reminder that this is the x Bottom podcast or gaming podcast that posts every Thursdays from... 2 p.m onwards god willing and tbd based on whenever paul's new schedule may change that posting day going forward uh available in the youtube channel escape gaming as well as most audio services around the world apple podcast spotify and the like you can find links in the rss feed at anchor.fm escape gaming if you enjoy our show give us a like and subscribe so no games we've been playing today and no press x for some news because we're just going to talk about the uh, The state of play we just saw, and whatever the hell that was. So, guys, uh, after I'll I'll just open it up right like this. After the developer direct from Xbox, after the after the Nintendo direct, uh, we just got we got like a week and a half ago. What even the hell was this state of play? I'll be honest. I'm gonna be
1: optimistic on this one. Uh, Besides the the attempted coloring of my. Uh, e- expectations by the end of it i feel like there were at least two maybe three things that i'm like decently interested in some that we already knew about granted um but i like i will talk more you know details but i can list at least three of them that i'm actually like okay that's kind of interesting let's see how that goes um and we'll see but uh, in comparison to something like Nintendo and Microsoft, yeah. they did bring some crazy fire for mm-hmm. theirs. Um, so if we had to rank it, I might have to put Sony at third.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's dead last. Based on like if, if we if we're ranking like the three like directs from all three of them, it's like this is like dead last compared to it. And not, not only just because this didn't even have a shadow drop, but that shouldn't be like an expectation. That was just something nice that the other two did. That it would have been nice if they had also done here. Uh, it's just kind of like also the quality of like announcements we got out of this Like paled way in comparison to the other And even then like the Nintendo Direct for me was like The nostalgia is what propped it up for me with like the Metroid thing the Game Boy stuff like and then other stuff was like Since I'm not much in the Nintendo camp wasn't that I wasn't that eh, That the Xbox developer Direct like Hi-Fi Rush like that propped up that whole thing and the promise that they have the format going forward for like if they want to do stuff outside just Showcases. We had heard that apparently Sony is gonna do an, a legit showcase like around June or before June when E3 is gonna be in. And this is kind of like proving a point that I realized like when we saw the state of plays last year, Paul and also Sebastian. Like the state of plays in June and September they did were shockingly good. Like they delivered. One of them I remember I was trying to go in as low expectations as possible, but I even think that even going that low, like it exceeded the expectations, even like more especially after we saw the showcases afterwards remember the summer game first ball that came with nothing but like the state of the last of us part one revealed that it got leaked earlier in the day so it was like a waste of two hours so so i'm gonna be honest
2: with you i i'm sorry to interrupt but after marinating on your words a little bit and marinating on everything we've got i think i'm gonna hit you up with something very controversial here i don't i don't think this is the worst out of the three as a matter of fact i think if you're if you look at what game which one showed showcase like the newest games like not just remasters not just ports you know like for the most part like this showcased a lot of new games that are coming within the next two to three months i think we only have one game here that was outside of that that wheelhouse and i mean it showcased something that was for a new hardware that they just put out it showcased something that was like I think one of the most anticipated games and it also showcased like I think two or three announcements that people are either sleeping on or people did not know about entirely so I'm here's what I'll say about this the Nintendo Direct I think one of the biggest complaints was where are the new titles other than Tears of the Kingdom like what other new stuff did you give us you gave us Pigman and I think it was Dr. Layden and I think that was it. The, everything else was just a remaster or port. Like on the on the Xbox side if Hi-Fi Rush did not come out like and Be Shadow dropped, I don't think we remember anything from that mm. cuz Redfall didn't blow anybody away. I I don't think um, Forza did the job of selling people who weren't already going to play that game because they're racing racing enthusiasts about that game. I, you know, Minecraft Legends, uh, you, the audience that it has is probably was already going to have in general. So I'm like, I if I'm looking at like which showcase probably showed the most titles to where like they got new people in and not just people who are already going to play that title. I think you look at the with a little bit of a different lens of what this accomplished versus some of those other two.
0: Yeah. I think there's something to be said about kind of like the objective way of looking at things and the way some of these made it feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in an objective way you have a point with a little bit of the state of play. When it comes to pop, this yeah. didn't pop.
2: No, it didn't. Like, oh. This didn't
0: mm-hmm. pop. The other two did. And sometimes yeah. you need like uh ironically, sometimes you need something to pop more than just like show some things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the the state of play kind of like comes in third in the other ones, but not to say there wasn't some good in this, and we can kind of go over this like some, some real quick because it was like, it was 45 minutes with 15 minutes dedicated to uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which right away they said that they were gonna show that. They were gonna show the five PSVR games and they said there, there were gonna be new looks at games from third party. And they said it was gonna be 45 minutes, so they kicked us off the right way how they needed to do it, like just with the P- getting the PSVR stuff out of the way with uh, the Foglands, that like cowboy style uh, shooter we saw that's coming out later this year. Then we got Green Hell. That was uh, that game that I thought was like, oh, are they showcasing Horizon Forbidden West again? <laughs> and then until we saw a little bit more, it's like, oh, no, it's not that. It has a little bit of the forest in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also coming Sapphire out a stealth like, game. yeah. Yes, it's so coming out uh, also later in 2023. Synapse, probably the coolest looking for me of the things that they showed from PSVR. That's also going to come out later this year and also made on the dreams tool, apparently, because that dreams in the thing. Uh, Journey to the Foundation, that's the thing that Paul, like, you recognize. And they said at the beginning, it was like, based on like a novel. So it's based on that. You said it was Star Wars. It was funny because they mention Empire, which is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right at the start when they said the Empire. When uh, is this Star Wars? I know. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, before your eyes the, the the blinking game that's been already in, met, in meta MetaQuest and other stuff that that one had a date of march 10th so that's going to be like one a launch window game for PSVR then for us well we got the uh then and the the launch trailer for destiny 2 lightfall It's like at this point like we're already sold like, we bought the $100 edition back in august with the showcase so this is just a way to prime ourselves up for the next big time for destiny uh techia Finally like got uh re-shown at one of these and finally got a date for March twenty-first. And it's gonna be the new stray. Gonna be the, the new indie launched in the PS Extra slash premium service. Uh they also kinda like teased the March lineup ahead of time for like for for, for PS plus normal and the
2: a stacked lineup for games that most people like either forgotten forgotten about or like games that really needed a boost.
0: Yeah, so for example, like if you're just paying for the essential, like ten dollar a month. $60 a year uh, PS Plus, uh, Battlefield 2042 is going to be there. Like It's been on Game Pass since it was added to EA Play, so mm-hmm. that got a boost of players there. This might give it a boost, like Battlefield 2042. Paul knows it's like one of the biggest tragedies of this generation, and just like yeah. forever sullied the Battlefield name. After and some- for those
1: that don't know, they reintroduced all the original classes and uh, revamped entirely how the whole hero nonsense works. Um, so it's they just need people to play the game essentially now. <laughs>
0: yes, EA's been doing good stuff. I don't know what happened with Battlefield. It's like it's it it stands out more. Like how much they messed up with Battlefield, considering how good everything around it has been. So that's gonna be there. It's a fine shooter now that it doesn't. The the hitters Remember the three hundred fixes within like the first two weeks, Paul. It's <laughs> bad. Never, yeah, there's I'll,
1: so much yeah. bad stuff going
0: on in that game. I'll never forget it. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons makes sense. Uh, Minecraft Legends is coming soon, and that's going to be like another Xbox multi-platform game. So, of course, they're going to want to tee up the new release with like this old one. And Code Bane, the Souls-like vampire game that I always thought looked—I always—it's always been my wish list, ironically, but I just never like pulled the trigger because I got sold out <laughs> last year. I was—I put it in the wish list when I was like... You've in been this, through a
1: lot of Souls games, my with, dude.
0: Wait, wait, too many. And then if you're also in the extra catalog. Other than Techia, you're gonna get uh, a couple more Ubisoft games. So, Rainbow Six Extraction, the long forgotten shooter from early last year, is gonna be added to the service. That launched on Game Pass also, so this is just like adding parody and subscriptions now. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, the best of the three uh, Ubisoft launch games for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, when you compare to like Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion, Mm -hmm. that got like criminally overlooked by releasing that December. It's gonna come. Uh, it was. It was already on Game Pass. Also now, getting parity with uh, in the subscriptions with PS Plus. More people need to play Immortals, even if it's still. It has Ubisoft DNA in it. Like it's still a really good game. Uh, I have to go back and beat it. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, the surprise, uh, the surprisingly good like Avatar horror game, first person adventure from last year. Like I, I can't imagine they're trying to wait and, like ride the wave of of, of the. High Sentiment Hi-Fi Rush created with uh, when it comes to Tango so putting it in, the, in this in this description makes sense and I also think I know why it's going to be here because just like Deathloop uh, this is going to come into Xbox this is going to be coming to Xbox next month because yeah full, it's going to be on Game Pass probably yeah, because of mm-hmm. the full year uh the, the one year exclusivity that they have for that game it's going to be done and when that happened with Deathloop it launched immediately on Game Pass so they're just putting it in both and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, the really great like update for Uncharted Four and and um, and Lost Legacy. It's so, a
2: phenomenal way to play Lost Legacy if you haven't played it already, by yeah. the way.
0: Yeah, Lost Legacy, super good. I'm glad like, mm-hmm. what, what like Paul got to like re- re- revisit it uh, for the first time uh, last year and remember that because you had a, such a low opinion of Lost Legacy, I remember, and I I did, I did too. And yeah. replaying it was like a reminder, like why would we, they we had a. Laura Pena, this this is great. <laughs> so, I yeah.
2: one of the better uncharted games, to me, in my opinion. Agreed. I'm like it's very tight, very concise. Yeah. I like Nate, uh, Nadine and Chloe. Like everything they 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 do more in that game different. into it. They, I I like the game. I I really think it's one of the the more underrated PlayStation exclusives that we've gotten in the last decade.
0: Yeah, and one that has gotten better with age. Like in mm-hmm. the, the the more the more time has like passed by. Like you see like a like the IG, I think the IGN top top list god damn it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is so yeah um to further that thought while while he's muted i you know i think this is everything people liked about uncharted 4 just concise like concise and like put on a smaller scale like schedule kind of minimized a little bit and then like they added a couple of things here and there and then the dialogue in that game is like oh so good
1: the way what? they fleshed out those both characters which were already i feel fan favorites but one of which just kind of got left by the wayside in mm-hmm. uncharted 3 very like unceremonious departure and then for and con- D, completely
0: gone in the fourth one in the fourth yeah
1: game. which was just trash personally but i understand they were probably that's why because they were making a dlc that became its own game whatever uh we all know the story um but for nadine to get her whole uh character arc which we were always thinking at least i was throughout all of uncharted 4 going wow this is a really fleshed out character that's i'd like to see what happened to her why is she here she's not even really a villain Mm -hmm. um and i love how she just decides to bounce out of the story as well because she's like yeah you know what this is crazy all of you are crazy i'm leaving it's like she was in a completely different Mm storyline um a genre of story at least and i'm glad that she got her own it
0: humanized her and on top of that like what sebastian was saying that it's like such a concise game it's like it brought the spectacle that uncharted 4 like was lacking in a little bit because uncharted 4 was such a big game also but uh it didn't have the level of spectacle that came to define that series in service of them closing up the story so it, to me those games complement each other so well uncharted 4 has a really great story uncharted lost legacy is just the better game and like i was saying before the chainsaw interrupted me uh lost legacy is like ranked higher than uncharted 4 in many like top 10 lists like top ps4 exclusive lists which is crazy I- but I That's think um, I, if
2: I were going back to play one of those two, I'd probably pick Lost Legacy over Uncharted Four, to be honest.
0: Because it's just tighter. It's, it's just bad because Uncharted Four you have to like build the excitement for that one. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to build for it. You, you don't have to build on that for Lost Legacy. So I'm excited that they get to experience that. Uh, Nathan Drake collection was also ready in the collections. So now the entire Uncharted saga, it's now on the on PS Plus. So
2: now we just needed it to be remastered.
0: They, they look yeah they look fine still. <laughs> Let's one and two
2: one and two still kind of play a little rough. I, I would one, love to see one, that 2
0: still plays really good. Two you think two like, plays good? I played them all last year. I did okay. an whole Naughty Dog. Paul remembers this. I played all the Naughty Dog games last year because I was gonna do a write up for them that completely escaped me. So
2: <laughs> I would love to see what Blue Point can do with like a remake of those.
0: It'd be good, especially with the first game. So, uh, Enhanced Humanity is uh, it's the. Uh, the next game by the people that made Tetris Effect and uh, Res Infinite. Very different looking from the other games, but still kind of had that music synthesis that defines their games and, and kind of like unique looking stuff. More of a puzzle game than the other ones, but still like Tetris is technically a puzzle game. Like you just have to like come arrange a few things. <laughs> so. it's definitely a puzzle yeah, game. Exactly I was about to so. say, it is the yeah, puzzle it, game. Exactly <laughs> so. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's not quite that, but still kind of like in that vibe. So... Yeah. So yeah, that's out on May 2023, and a limited time demo is out today, so we can try that. I love that.
2: The, the creation tool that they showed off, the mm-hmm. fact that people can create their own games and let other people try their own puzzles, ah, I think that's that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, and the PSVR 2 mode, which makes sense, because mm-hmm. uh, Tetris Effect was PSVR enabled and also Res Infinite, I would argue. Those two are some of the best PSVR games, <laughs> Yeah, so, it vibes. Like I, I played uh, Tetris Effect in VR with headphones on, you feel like you've been transported somewhere else like you entered the matrix with that one uh furry game goodbye volcano high out june 15th it's been a long time coming
1: technically i would clarify it's a scaly game i would, <laughs> like I would
0: say scaly dinosaurs. you know they're all dinosaurs yeah yeah i i'll still call them for <laughs> because i don't think there's a there's a scaly movement like the furry. there movement. is actually that that is, is it, a thing is that there is a,
1: its own deal um but yeah that, and, and i
0: learned about bronies also that's why am I not surprised? <laughs> For somebody
1: who's as just supremely corrupted as you are Alejandro, you're surprisingly uh, innocent to the many terrible sides of the internet. The
0: thing is that I'm happy being as corrupted in the ways that I'm corrupted, Paul, in order to like disturb you. So yeah. <laughs> They're so, called yeah. skillies? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have... You have yeah. corrupted Sebastian now. <laughs> wow. I just
1: know of it because of memes, honestly um Hmm. yeah so anyway dinosaur game visual novel style with very well animated,
0: with rith and stuff yeah Yeah, yeah. it's it's writer and advocate of child pornography but let's see see. i need to look that up now again because i don't even trust myself um For Go. anybody
1: that doesn't know, apparently I told Alejandro that after the announcement trailer like two years ago, that was the year I got married. Years, I don't remember yeah. any of that year. Um, <laughs> it was, the year the, pa- ago, it
0: was the year the lockdowns fall and the pandemic. Yeah.
1: Maybe it happened. Uh, maybe it, it was clarified later on. Go look it up if y'all are interested, in. It. I'd love to find out what yeah. the truth is.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like That came out, and then that game went dormant. So maybe they kicked her off the project. Who knows? So... So yeah, that's coming on in June, and that uh, Sebastian's very excited for the Scalies, as he mentioned in our reaction in our reacts.
2: Kate Gray, the writer of *Volcano* *Goodbye Volcano High*, was the same writer who posted an article on Kotaku with pictures of virtual um, CP. One of those pics was of *Harry Potter*'s character Hermione Granger, based off the likeness of the child actress Emma Watson that was playing her. While she did not create the pictures, she did signal boost them. I I shouldn't have said that. Um, I shouldn't have said that, and I deeply regret it. It is unclear if Katie Gray is still a part of the project to this day, is an article I just read that came Got out it. as of okay. five minutes ago.
1: I'm glad that we got that clarified for sure But
2: apparently I
1: was not crazy Yeah you were not crazy (laughs)
2: Wow (laughs) what a
1: shocking twist that
2: is Uh, But looking at the I I did a little investigative journalism here And looking uh, at the um, Writer's credits the writers credits and um the writers credits the linkedin and all that for the writing crew for this game the it is said that paula rogers is now a part like head writer so i don't necessarily think katie gray is a part of that so project they
0: anymore. so that explains why this got delayed from uh, yeah. original from, would, from, yeah, yeah so they probably so they had probably. to like bring in someone in they try to like change the story enough to like give it a new credit in light of that so good to know yeah I'm a little bit more curious about this one compared to like how wide I knew when your original told me that three years ago, Paul. Thanks for that, Sebastian. So then we went to the low point of the set of play, Bar- uh, Naruto Baruto, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections coming on 2023. A very way too long extended look at this thing. That's when like I think the pacing completely like... It had a nice pace at, at that point. And if you care about Naruto, especially this version of Naruto, I think, it looked more like that right paul you play this
1: yeah it's literally the same game Mm um credit to them for creating such a strong art style that it looks timeless
0: Mm -hmm. um because Because it's
1: old you can't tell Mm -hmm. yeah it's from like the ps3 360 eras um, but they're collecting all of the games, but they already had a collection of all the games. So this almost feels a little redundant, but as we had said during the reaction, my theory is that because it's also an online fighting game, they wanted to just put everything together and make it easier for people to find matchmaking, continue to play with their friends, all that stuff, but maybe just check a box to say hey they put out another game this year who knows uh either way it seems a little bit lazy in some ways but that's as somebody who is a little tired of the played out method of uh naruto games anyway yeah
0: it was just like spent a little too much time on it like if i'm perfectly honest it could have been a much quicker trailer so I would have campaign. liked
1: more time on uh, the follow-up game. To yeah, that, but, Baldur's
0: uh, Baldur's Gate Three. I would yeah. say this is probably like the bigger game, the biggest game announcement of this because this has just been on PC and at, at a point at a time, at a point in time, Stadia. It was so funny that it was only in on PC and Stadia for so long. Of all things, yeah, of all you things. While well, it was like an early access.
2: You know, if I was curating this this data play, I would probably x out Naruto completely and put another indie game in there because like. I feel like when this showcase was at its strongest, it was with, like, the VR games that we didn't know about and then the indie games that we kind of, like, either knew about and wanted to see more of or didn't know about at all. So I would probably say find a more strong indie game to display, and I think that would have probably, like, at least made the pacing and everything like that kind of keep flowing, you know?
0: 100%. And uh, then after that, we got uh, Wayfinder, which this was, like, the... MMO action game that was like revealed back at the Game Awards last year Um that has like this Fortnite style aesthetic, but it's like more PvE. And the big thing is that they announced a beta is coming out literally the same day as Destiny 2 Lightfall. So great job, guys. <laughs> so, then uh we went to a, like more Cap- Capcom always has a feature in, in a state of play. They're just like buddy buddies. Uh We got three more character showcases for Street Fighter 6. Sangeef, Lily, and Cami, and Paul was really happy that Cami was differently dressed. <laughs> putting it out there, it's,
1: I I do appreciate <laughs> an updated design after about twenty years. Granted,
0: yeah, uh, more sense, more sensitive to the times.
1: My my issues aside with um, the way female characters are presented in media, sometimes uh, I do like when games get updated designs, especially for fighting games. It's like part of the fun is seeing how designers can make a new character with their own stuff
2: whether or not it's uh problematic in some ways
0: yeah any thoughts on this one sebastian on the on the street fighter
2: not a lick. Um I will probably not be playing this. I'm not a huge fighting game kind of person, so I'd probably not be playing this, but shout out to all those people who will be playing this. Shout out to all the Evo people who who compete and knock each other's blocks off with this. I know it's a big game. It's just mm-hmm. it doesn't speak to me on a personal level, but yeah. I like the avail of like the some of the new characters and some of the movesets. sets. So
0: Yeah. Looks good. The, the lead-ups to Street Fighter games are always fun because of mm-hmm. the character showcase because I remember they did the same thing with 5. So and then the next one they, they showed a little bit more of the resident evil 4 remake which just recently wrapped up a a full month long cover story over at game informer and now ign is doing an ign first on it so it's funny how it's like it's being overexposed a little bit i'll say uh it's still looking really good i'll say this paul and uh, you, you probably agree with me with this yeah It feels like the shockingly good Death Space remake has kind of like deflated a little bit of the excitement for this one. Yeah, um,
1: Yeah. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, There's a few things about it uh, just visually that I'm not a huge fan on. Uh, All the characters' hair is really glossy and like Uh reflective looking. I don't like that at all. Um, And it looks like it's an intentional decision rather than just a visual issue because they're very clearly prominently featuring it. Like it's like, look how good this looks. And I'm like... I don't know buddy but yeah um, (laughs) as far as like mechanically uh, Dead Space Remake came in and freaking cleaned the board knocked the papers off the desk and said yeah what you gonna do about it Um, I I don't know if this is going to hold the candle to that however because of how beloved Resident Evil 4 is anyway I think the quality of life gameplay changes and stuff are still going to shine enough because this is like the game that people really know in the horror action genre.
0: And and not only that, it's like um, I play I've played Resident Evil for every year as like its original version. Like I know that game at heart. So much of this looks so different, but I recognize so so many sequences from it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just gonna I know it's gonna be a better version of that game. It's just that the Dead Space remake is like it's what we were talking about, Sebastian. Like when we we're talking about most anticipated games, uh, uh, the surprise factor of things, how much that helps. Like when, when, when something just completely surprises you and that Space was not even remotely close to any of us like being like, a most anticipated thing when we talked about it earlier in the year. And EA shocked everyone, be like, no, we can actually do really damn good remakes. So it's like, RE4 is not going to easily clean away, like walk away clean, like as, as the victor with this. Now it, it feels like I look at it and I'm like, it looks good, but man, it's like, I will have to feel it and see if it's like, it gives you the same feeling. Even though Paul finished Death Space Remake, I haven't finished it, but just in what I've seen of it, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the the, the new bar has been set already early. So, And this one is like, shows that it's still gonna be really good, but the big question is, will Resident Evil for Remake be in the all-time favorite conversation like it's original game was? That's kind of like, that's what makes me curious about that one. but. They announced a special demo i wish it had been like a shadow drop, an early shadow drop it would have been cool because when are they gonna drop that demo because we're literally a month away from this game it's like this would have been the moment to drop that demo i would say so and then the big showstopper, literally uh, suicide squad kill the justice league finally showcased the gameplay first time because we have seen glimpses of it at the game awards 2021 like it looked like a little bit like sunset overdrive back then and now we got to see it it looked more like paul said it's like had a very crackdown feel but it this it like if you need to like paint the what a life service co-op shooter is like look at this game take it away
2: you want to start paul because i'm going go in i'm a go ham on this one
0: all right uh let me let me
1: try to do some uh
0: Put the positive advice for work
1: yeah let's let's see what i can do about this oh boy all right so uh with the many comparisons that are going to be brought up about it from many people along the internet um to many other unsuccessful games uh and many issues with live service models aside uh one of the many things that people crave is good platforming and traversal in open world games and i would dare say that suicide squad kill the justice league is going to have very good traversal in theory um because it seems that it's very focused on giving that to you uh from the start it is not locking it behind uh 10 separate side missions to give you a separate much easier uh, method of tra- traversal a la gotham knights uh it seems that everybody has a very distinct style distinct uh method of going about their gameplay so it's going to be interesting to jump from one character to the next so hopefully even if one character becomes a little stale you can kind of switch things up a little bit um it seems like the pacing is frenetic it is action-packed it is very entertaining to watch and fly through different areas which are very built verticality wise so it's not just going to be you uh running through streets or flying through streets or jumping on top of a building then dropping back down off the building uh meaning that the world is pretty well designed i would say uh it's going to be interesting to run through metropolis and uh the voice work seems pretty solid overall um whether or not the characters are being represented the great the best way um i do feel like the performances are strong the production value is pretty great and uh i'm curious to see where they go with the rest of this universe that they have established is connected to batman uh arkham knight uh, set five years after said game and uh yeah that's about all i can give positively wise and uh sebastian why don't you tell us what some several people are going to be thinking uh, alongside what you and i talked about already
2: all right so let's where to begin i think there's a fact that i don't necessarily know if this game has a, a core identity and i feel like that is going to bother a lot of people i think that the i think three main takeaways from all this and is that First off, I don't need. I don't know that the narrative is going to make sense in the world that's already established in the DC world. Brainiac is not a type of person who plays with his food. He is a very much go for the kill type of villain in DC, and he's he's straight to the chase. I mean, this is a guy, a villain that has a menagerie of all the all the planets that he's absorbed and captured. He didn't go down to those planets, play with uh, play with the people around him. He sh- no he he just dis- basically dismantled those planets shrunk them down and then captured them and went on to the next he's very methodical and the i think a lot of people are going to be thrown off that a that if he's very different than what he is in the comics because i think like that doesn't seem canonically like what we would expect from brainiac and then two i don't necessarily know if all these like heroes are there in metropolis all together if it's going to feel any form of realistic that we're able to take down one of these gods much less all of them at that point and then i think like to wrap it all up uh i feel like we're getting marvel's avengers vibes i feel like we're also getting a little bit of like crackdown vibes from this game to where like the enemies all look the same like we had maybe like three or four enemies that they displayed throughout that whole thing they all look the same we're also getting that little that almost that old ps4 kind of um kind of like a gameplay objectives to where like hey take down that one like turret. hey you have to take that down and i bet i we didn't see it in this trailer but it's almost giving me that same kind of vibes of when you had to like wait at a certain circle in the map and like hey defend this point until like until like this objective is done and you know what i'm talking about like that defend kind of like obstacles uh the um, objectives that you have to do in video games i get that vibe from it and nothing that i saw in this made me think like that's a 70 dollar game that is a day one buy and that's a game that's going to be around past a year i i everything i saw about this game gave me marvel's avengers vibes crackdown vibes a little bit of a little bit of Fortnite vibes and Fortnite is the only vibe that i got from that to where i look at that game and go like oh that's the success story that's where you drew some of that that parallels from because every other game that i mentioned didn't dead absolutely dead and i hate to say this but i i had skull and bones as my flop of the year whenever i thought about it thought about the beginning of the year but Skull and Bones probably didn't have a bigger budget as this game did. This game might be the biggest flop of 2023.
0: Bold words. It's rough because from the three of you, I'm the live service guy. I have like yep. Paul knows this. Like yep. the amount of hours that I dedicated to Marvel's Avengers, knowing that a lot of the bad parts of that game are bad, is like I have 200 plus hours on that. I dedicated three three thousand hours to Destiny 2. Like. I know what this genre, like the ways that this kind of genre like speaks to me. It can like just like send me down like a very brain-dead, uh brain-dead zone where I can just play that, listen to podcasts, and spend time and enjoy and enjoy myself. And from what I saw from that game, it's like it hits all those hallmarks of things that I played in in that genre that I'm like, I played this, I know I could enjoy this. When I look at it holistically, think about it this way. You look at this, it's a game from Rocksteady. It's in Metropolis. It has Brainiac, Lex Luthor. And it contains Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, The Justice League, a continuation in the Arkhamverse. But you play as a Suicide Squad. Yep. In a live service co-op shooter. Paul, this is the biggest case of blue balls in the that I have ever seen in my life. Like, now that I've actually, like, seen the game and really think about, like, situation of what i see especially because here's the worst part to me it's like i see the budget on screen in some of those cutscenes they look great yep they absolutely look great i like how that city looks Yep. it's like just thinking like what could have been is what makes it so frustrating
1: we have flying in the game why couldn't we just play as the (laughs) justice league fighting brainiac guys Uh, exactly oh my goodness it burns me up i uh, I don't want to because it's a very subjective side of this Um because it, everyone thinks it's so much easier to just go the like oh we need to make everybody you play as like balance because it's going to be like a live service thing and you got to make sure it works right but it's, it's one it's pve mm-hmm. exclusively yeah uh, secondly the fact that like all the stuff that you put in works perfectly to be still fighting evil Mm -hmm. and you've already clarified that the Justice League is just like being possessed against their will and like you're still working with
0: the good guys like in the universe wouldn't Matt
1: or find anybody else besides yeah. these people? Not to only fight that,
0: them? Paul. Can you imagine the scenario where it's like it's still the same? Like they get controlled, but you play as one of the Justice League members, like play one as of Wonder
1: them. Woman, the one yeah. that's not controlled it's, it's, exactly. right now. Exactly, and then
0: you, you and you keep unlocking them. They're the boss <laughs> fights, and then they become like a big thing that oh goes into gosh. the thing, it's like, like... high-fi rush it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you beat them, and then they could kind of like turn into mo- new characters you could use we created a better game in about three minutes
0: mm-hmm. than
2: all of that
0: yeah so uh you know greg miller right uh sebastian
2: yeah Big, he probably is like yeah, I, no, this could have been a superman game no, this he's, he was like
0: it. he's like like what a monkey spot situation for your boy greg miller <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> like because like uh wait if you're like a dc super fan like he is it's like you look at that is it's like so unfortunate that that uh Especially when you when you can imagine like especially when when we saw the thing when Wonder Woman was like interrogating Flash mm-hmm. Like what with, with the thing it's like when I looked at that I was like Fuck I was like literally that's how, that, that's how I felt because like I could see like what this could have been like With the suicide squad I imagine kind of like just a side characters so are just kind of there that like, might maybe like helping you with like like uh, that like would for... have been great. Like yeah, having
1: cause... them as side characters would have been a very interesting thing. I mean, that's what they did with uh the Arkham series, and then you have like a little blurb that explains who they are and what their deal is. I just I know this was made out of the popularity of that whole situation. Um, and they saw part of their IP going really crazy with the popularity, and it's just very unfortunate that it took this long to make it. But the reality is that people have already started to move past the suicide squad as a concept and it like it's now fine found its niche but it's no longer the big like phenom that i think they thought it was going to be um and they are limiting themselves constantly by the pantheon that they have and they just they don't think that people are going to respond well to it so they they hamstring themselves and go with characters that they think they're able to control better or something i don't maybe it's like they have less gravitas to them so they can't do go with some of the heavier hitters but it just frustrates me because they're constantly doing that they did it with not just this but something like young justice they've done it with a lot of other characters where like you get these really popular ones and then they just say okay we're going to focus on completely different very lower tier characters and spend all of our time and focus on these as opposed to the ones that everybody else wants us to focus on imagine
2: if this was justice league dark that
1: the same thing happens but it's like supernatural and then it's john constantine and zatanna and all of that crew doing the same nonsense but like Once again, that's such an untapped potential outside of like little animated videos and barely touched on in that one Black Adam movie that nobody seems to want to talk about. No, I
2: mean, but imagine Uh, if this was Justice League Dark to where like you got to play as Zatanna, um, Constantine, Swamp Thing, and maybe like, maybe like um, the the Grey Ghost or different things like that. It's like, and you were facing, instead of Brainiac, you were facing like Trigon and- Yeah. And yeah, and instead of guns, you actually have powers and such like that, where it was, works. Yeah, I mean, I think that would have been a uh, not necessarily a smash hit, but a bigger hit than this is going to be.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, like, it's kind of like what I kind of alluded to in our re- in our react's it's Like, it's clear that the reason why they picked the Suicide Squad, God damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing you were going to say this because the, of the movie's um, popularity. Uh, Oh, the shooting, because that's easier to probably program. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is accurate in a way, because when you get into the... And loot. And the loot. And the loot, yeah, you're right. The the looter shooter, literally. Um, Because it's harder probably to do that for superpowers. However, there's a game that does that uh, called Destiny Mm -hmm. that does do powers and the cosmetics around them fairly well. I know I can see your face, and I know it's still built heavily around the guns i just wanted to take a cheap shot at him about it um because i feel like the power system can be done well in a sh- looter shooter aspect taking away a little bit of the shooter and maybe kind yeah. of working with that and i think but, um, I, with
0: marvel of marvelous avengers we saw like the problem of trying to do like a looter shooter with like super power characters
2: yeah can you imagine if this is the worst um, the worst um, uh, license game this year as well? The, a license game came from Rocksteady might be the worst license game of the year. I,
1: I'm i curious to think because I'm drawing a blank. What are some of the other license games that are Hogwarts. coming out right now?
2: Hogwarts um, Legacy, um, yeah, Star Wars. Um, you yeah. also got Spider-Man at the end of the year. That's very true. I could definitely see
1: that. I mean, at the the end of last year i think when we were talking about all of this uh i don't remember which one of us it was to talk about it but it, it was, was in our
0: chat we were talking about the potential that hogwarts legacy was going to be the wb game that was going to be better from yeah. like the front from, from like their slate and
1: uh it'll definitely look better and probably perform better than gotham knights but i guess we'll see because there is a lot of love in gotham knights and there is a lot of strength to its emotional beats and i wonder if that's going to kind of fall flat or ring hollow in suicide squad i'm sure they're going to shoot for it they're going to try and i'm sure the the power of the performances is going to help especially with it being kevin conroy's last role as batman yeah
0: it's like that that adds the extra pain to the weight of uh, of what this game is like when you look at it and when you think of the the alternate universe scenario of what this could have been. And I feel right now, like I kind of mentioned is like, this is definitely a wait and see to hear what people say when they get hands on with it. True. And Uh this, because here's the reality of the situation. If you're a live service game, how fun you are will determine your longevity. Like Avengers had that weird middle spot that they had solid combat when you were in campaign that didn't translate at all to like a bullet sponge enemies in live service like it completely broke down there and that's why like that game had no longevity so depending on how fun it is to play that could like at least try to like salvage this a little bit but yeah this could be the weakest of the licensed games this year It's like especially just on live service alone it's like a life service is like such an albatross that yeah it this is the dangers of trend chasing i can bet that they decided to they saw that the the Suicide Squad DC was push, pushing it hard when they were the, with the David Ayer movie from 2016. That horrendous mess uh, when they were pushing it, and it seemed like it was going to be successful. Like, here's the thing: that movie was successful box office wise. It was a disaster critical wise. That completely so- soiled the Suicide Squad for a long time until James Gunn came in and reformed it. And uh, it's just like so unfortunate that we know that Rock City is, is what they're capable of. The Arkham games are. Such masterpieces all three of them. I don't care what people say about the bat tank on a night like the rest of that package to me is like elevated with uh, The storytelling the production value like just the the tiny attention to detail that like if you're like a DC fan like you see so many references to the Justice League also in 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 Arkham Knight and and, like there was like voice calls from Lex Luthor so many like mentions of metropolis everyone was thinking that Superman was gonna be like the next big thing that they were going to do. And I hate to think that that was exactly what was going to happen. And then they, because it's like they built Metropolis ball, they built a Metropolis with all this Superman imagery and that then they were forced to trenches because they yeah. saw uh, Yeah. And, 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 and rejigger whatever they were working on. Like if they were actually working on a Superman game into this co-op shooter, that has flying around that looks fun. And I tell you this because I just recently finished all the infamous games again. Give me great mobility in an, in an open world and I'm there like that. adds so much to me. And uh, and like why Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales are so good mobility. That's what I'm made because those games are just Ubisoft games. But the way the sense of movement and fun they have transcends that. If, if the if the if, the, if the, the sense of movement of this like Actually feels good in the stick. And the combat can be fun in a third person shooter kind of way that you can have fun with friends and all that. I can see there can be some fun to be had here. But it will always have the dark cloud. This game will always have the dark cloud of damn it. It's like I cannot believe that such a talented developer, like that we know could have made such a great, great superhero game with other stuff. Focus on the Justice League.
1: Yeah. I um one thing that i wanted to that kind of popped into my head about all this is uh imagine if kevin conroy's batman dies during the course of this game
2: i I think they probably the if he did they probably deviated from that
1: i i have a feeling like i knew it would have predated it by a lot obviously but i mean it is called kills the justice league i wonder how literal they're going to be with that or if they're going to kind of subvert it and oh wait we actually beat it and we saved them all Woo-hoo. Um, I have a feeling there's gonna be like at least one casualty to like give the stakes you know um, but I have a feeling that at least a few of them are gonna walk out of that uh, as far as what we've actually been talking about, yeah, I think I agree with everything here, and it's really going to matter on the live service elements, how popular it ends up being, and the fact that we established that it's only two weeks after Tears of the Kingdom comes out is going to severely hamper it, so unless they understand that, like, the investors understand that they're not going to get an immediate return on their investment at release uh they may try to pull the plug too early in which case they're going to lose all of this but if they can hold out and just keep pushing money into that concept until after people are finished with other better games they might have something here especially if they do like the added playable characters and other things that are actually decent and are enough to get people on their side i mean this is wb they could have crossover characters for all we know Um, you could have hellboy show up i mean like (laughs) you could do all of the stuff from all the nether realm style mortal Kombat situation and just kind of have it flow uh if you really want to or you could even have a justice league dark uh expansion pass or something like that there's a chance that this could be a blueprint for something really strong but then we also said that about halo infinite and that's what all all i have to say about that
0: one yeah it's like to me, what also I say, if they're still going to keep like supporting this game. It's like then that pushes away even further. Whatever new other game they could even make, that's what makes it sadder. Especially that's that's always kind of like the uh the monkey's spa scenario of having a great developer be stuck in live service. It's like they are in the unless they shut your game out. It's like they're in the business of making it work and supporting it long term. And and with this being eight years in development, How much do they need to like get a return on investment
2: yeah it's it's gonna be rough i i am wondering though if like developers now and i this might be a little helpful because i'm not a live service person but there are some people who are and i i want the best for every single gamer fandom but like if this fails i'd wonder if that's the death's door for like all the game developers uh, right now to go okay live service is not what people want right now and completely pivot from that model i mean obviously there's still going to be the the fortnights of the world and different things like that but like uh and when this game was in development it was like the great flux of live service games where they were they were just starting and now we're six six years into that and i think the world is in a completely different space to where like okay people are now based on the last two years people are going to see like the biggest selling games are going to be elden ring god of war ragnarok Probably Spider Man this year and then Tears of the Kingdom. And they're probably going to be like, okay, well, now the next games up that we needed to be developing are very going to be like these expansive are very concise single player games again, you know?
1: Absolutely. And that's um, the hope. Andre, you uh would tell me this for short. Sorry, I got totally distracted. Work is trying to deal with me. Um <laughs> but the uh, the idea that the live service bubble has kind of popped is something that you and I have kind of covered recently. What was it? Um, several games recently
2: got shut down. Yeah. Knockout City. Knockout City Knockout was City one of them. Like uh, several others, X, others yeah. all across the board. And,
0: and something that I have to notice about those ones is like those were obviously going to die because Like, for example, Knockout City launched in the wrong way. Like, it needed to be free to play from the start. It's It launched, like, as a paid game that eventually became, like, free. So, of course, that was not going to last. And uh, there were others that were just straight up bad. But it's just, it feels like um, the live service bubble is, like, either close to bursting or it has already bursted. And that these are games that require people to treat them like full-time jobs. And at a certain point, it's like... Some people will latch to one, usually the first one that gives them the taste and stop there to me. That was destiny. I tried many times with other ones that came into the ring. The division. I gave it a first shot. They didn't properly. They didn't properly like set it up for long term success. I bounced division two launch way better with like more like content at launch and like the systems actually working better. Still didn't have the long term support that I needed. I bounced anthem had nothing i bounced avengers was copium for like two to two straight years at least until spider-man launched. after that like the that the the reality finally popped for for me it's like in that one like it helped that it's like when it comes to comic book properties when it comes to superheroes and all that there's just something about these properties that you just want to give them the best shot and like you stay with them longer than they deserve that's what happened to me with Avengers. But with them shutting that game off, like not even completing their plans, that they were building with, with, with Avengers, they were building towards like a climactic story of a, of a Kree invasion with with Captain Marvel that was like peppered throughout, like all the story details that they expanded upon. The game failed, that's never gonna happen. Now the game's gonna be delisted like in three months. Like if you didn't own it, like you won't be able to experience it anymore. It's like, even though this the campaign of that. Of uh, 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 that game was pretty solid. If that only had been the game. If I was
2: been. them, I'd just re-release the campaign, and yeah. then they just re-release the campaign and and let that be like a free campaign that they give out as and I almost call it like a like a ode to to Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, especially you know?
0: because there's nothing online about it. Like, no, nah. literally, there's nothing online about the campaign about uh, Marvel's Avengers. Like Marvel's Avengers was the clear example for me that that game was in development before the before Destiny blew up no and i'd also it's so clear that they tacked on that after the fact
2: yeah and i and and i think one of the reasons why i said i just like take the little bit of work that it would take to just strip out and release the campaign as its own like online skew is because like you can use it as a test bed if that campaign does well then you know where to go with your next game you know Mm -hmm. like i think that's a good test for them but it's also like we were mentioning live service games multiverses the news of it falling under 1000 players
0: yeah like losing 99% of its player base after being like the big thing the surprise big thing last summer
2: yeah so so i think it's i, I don't know what we are where we are in gaming right now but it seems like that we've are crossed that bridge to where like live service isn't the thing anymore
0: yeah a, a big thing to notice about uh, multiverses though they haven't updated that game in so damn long now. Like, that's no. why it dropped So and that, and that's the problem with live service if you're gonna do a live service game You have to have the pipeline ready You have yeah. to have you you have to have like your content for the next month has to be ready There to give it to your player base once they're done with like the base content that you give them You have to like have like keep Doing like live streams telling them this is what the next year or the next three months are gonna give you No one that does live service games has gotten mm-hmm. into that flow Destiny eventually got there it took them years and the fact that it was the only thing that they were working on and they put their money where their mouth is and that's why like destiny did such a successful live service in that area That's not the fortnites that is much easier to maintain because it's just a mode that they're just supporting with skins and all of that But uh, you can I,
1: push that some with fighting games specifically because there's much less to actually give them but because of the nature of the kind life. of fighting game it is you kind of it's like a middle ground you can't you don't have to put out as much as something like Bungie does every week where they have more information on it but at the same time you can't just go several months without saying anything or even updating or balancing or kind of working things out there's got to be talk at some point point.
2: and I think also you you look at that game and what what it was going for that's a super smash brothers clone You can't you have to either give us a live feed or you got to come out giving us just as much content Super Smash Brothers If you're only gonna do if you're not gonna do either of those things you're dead on arrival
0: And the thing that Smash Brothers was like really smart about was like their character passes They didn't tell you what was there. They just told you you buy this character passes This is how many characters you can expect Mm -hmm. We're not gonna tell you exactly when maybe we're gonna give you like a time frame But there's gonna be a character that's gonna be dropping and that kept that game alive for a while, even though they were not giving you a character every month.
2: Yeah. But they, and, uh, but they said the yeah. cadence. Yeah. And you also have, like, if Super Smash Brothers were announced, like, the, a new Super Smash Brothers then, that coming out next month, I guarantee you it's probably going to have more than, like, seven, eight characters in that, like, to start off with. Yeah. It's one of those things. That was like
1: a... I almost want to say because of the sequels and because they have that clout that they can pull um, because that's like their main thing. They can put out something like 50s to 70 characters, but I guess because of the maybe the engine or the nature of it i would think if they made a sequel to multiverses that would be their big moment to roll out a bunch of characters or some big expansion after that point because i think they were still figuring out what worked and what didn't because i feel like in the base game there are a few things that really weren't great um that needed to be fixed i feel like they tried to push things a little too far what
0: Does the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League support cross-platform play for online co-op? Yes, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will support full cross-platform play for online co-op. Is an internet connection required to play Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? Yes, an internet connection is required to play Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League solo or via online co-op. Game dead on arrival. There it is. Yikes.
1: Um, Because it's like
0: whenever this game gets killed, it's like,
1: oh. (laughs) Truthfully, it's... I think we talked about it as well where like the really difficult situation of blending always online requirements versus having a game fully available in your hands is starting to pass away Mm -hmm. because it's getting harder and harder to fit an entire game into like say a disc disc, for mm -hmm. instance Uh, plus the fact that it's a literal live service game is going to probably Demand your focus no matter what like yeah. I think they are trying to do like with destiny where you have to be always online Even if you play by yourself, mm-hmm, but yeah. also
0: that's the one yeah. thing that I'm like Shockingly, I'm gonna give the props to Avengers for from the very beginning. That was not an always online game Like you can play that game solo offline like at least it's campaign It's if you're doing the Avengers initiative like uh, uh, live service stuff That's what require you to be online, but at least it has an element that can be played like solo and could do like the thing that Sebastian was, um, was, uh, suggesting, but this is like Redfall is a single, a game that you can play single player, but it's all, also always online. Now this, is like that, that the problem with this, that games that are clearly going to fail mm-hmm. is like then the longevity and as much as Gotham Knights may suck, that game can be played fully offline. At the very least, it's like, at least they are like, they definitely it was gonna be a live service it's clear based on the million currencies that game was gonna have how much grinding it was requiring you to do to unlock basic stuff that that's that's basically they kind of carried from a live service at the very least like they made it offline so that anyone can like discover it way down in the garbage bin when it's like five bucks down there and play it and at least get to experience it like suicide squad now is like in that point where if no online connection if this fails and then they shut the servers Ooh, goodbye to this <laughs> so. Yeah. True. Ugh, man, it's like I I wish I was more like here. Here's the thing. Like, it's like I wish I was more excited for it. It's like I wish this had like moved the needle more towards excitement. I didn't hate what I like. I didn't hate what I saw. I hate that I was left indifferent, and that's probably the worst part.
1: That's. This is just what happens when you trend chase instead mm-hmm. of making something that's timeless.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. We'll see. Maybe the, they will say, Beta, coming soon. Then we'll get to try it. And I was like, oh, God, they had something here. That, that's 20, like the only hope. February thing. 29th. Yeah. 28th, Frank. <laughs> 29th, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's like, it's it disappointing. And, and I feel like that's yeah. that sentiment of indifference is kind of, like, colors the state of play in a way. Like, bringing this back to the Like, they, they made a point of showcasing this. And unlike Hogwarts Legacy, when they dedicated a solo state of play for that, actually, like, Showed me that there was more to that Hogwarts Legacy than I initially thought there was going to be last year. This one didn't move the needle. I feel like if you were skeptical for this, like, you are remaining, like, you're forever remaining skeptical. If you were excited for this, you knowing what this was, because we technically sort of know what this was. Since, I could, it, since it was announced back at DC Fandom 2020. Uh, maybe, like, you could still have some excitement. Or, if you're like... Someone that, if I can like remove my DC biases, as someone that can't find enjoyment out of life service games, it's like there's enough there that I'm like, yeah, they're attempting to do one of those. I hate my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. You're all good.
2: You're all good. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things to where I'm like, WB obviously saw something that was very that they thought was going to be a timeless trend that was going to last them in 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 this next generation because they did it with you know Gotham Knights and they did it obviously with the Suicide Squad so they really went hard and hammered in with it and it's one of those things to where like I I I've never seen a studio quite go this hard as far as like trend riding and. It's almost a shame because, like, Rocksteady used to be a trendsetter, you know, in the gaming space. Like, they made they made the Arkham series, which basically, you know, catapulted what we thought about, like, open-world stealth you know, like, stealth games, about action-adventure games. It brought—it it, it was the new wave of licensed games as well, like, uh, licensed games are on death's door, so to speak, and it kind of brought that into full play. So, so
0: ironically, today there was a Warner Bros. Discovery earnings call. Yeah, so yeah, I wonder if that's why this uh, Suicide Squad game was shown today. Like, I to mean,
2: kind of, the earnings call probably was a lot of good news because Hogwarts Legacy sold gangbusters—twelve
0: million copies already.
2: Yeah, so I'm like, Hogwarts Legacy did so well to where like there's not a whole lot that that screams like, oh, this Paul, is a cost they for reached the
0: month, uh, the, the month sales of Elden Ring, because yeah. because Elden Ring was the 12, 12 million after like a month they got Don't that underestimate
1: weeks. that harry potter power yeah man. yeah that is a the, those are sleeper agents uh masquerading as 30 and 40 year olds now mm-hmm. that came out of the woodwork for that game um dude you have like an entire noah's ark situation going on in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> all i'm saying but yeah um you're absolutely right and it's Gosh, Harry Potter, I'm telling you. So this is abs there's no way they're gonna touch those kind of sales. There's no way they're gonna touch that kind of clit- critical acclaim. Um, even with the controversy around it, the fact that Hogwarts legacy is like practically untouched uh commercial. And
0: this is clear as day example. Yeah. Hey campa- um- hate campaigns that uh condemn people for doing stuff, this is the results. This so- is a result of spite
2: so if you're an investor right now you see hogwarts legacy you see how much it sold and then you see the reception of gotham knights how much it's it, how much it kind of fell in its face you look at suicide squad that suicide squad to investors is probably like this is making a break for this wave of warner brothers because like we now have 12 million 12 million samples of what kind of game works for us commercially and and, it, and not only it, that
0: no live service
2: yeah. Hogwarts uh, Legacy,
0: it's an honest-to-goodness, single-player RPG.
2: And that's my point. I'm like, if you're an investor at this point, like, if if that game, if, if the Suicide Squad comes out, it has to come out swinging. And it really has to, it can't come out 6 out of 10s because that won't help word of mouth. It can't come out 5 out of 10s that won't help word of mouth. And then it also has Even to Even a be... 7
0: out of 10 would be disastrous for Rocksteady. That was giving us 9, 10 out of 10s. Yeah, with yeah, three, with their three games.
2: Yeah, and then commercially, if that game does not sell well and not like have a a roster to where it continues that sales trend like month over month to where like if it can lose trends, but it can't be one of those things to where like it has a good first month and then a ninety yeah. percent drop. What was off.
0: interesting was that Gotham knight sold well in the in, in, in the in the last three months of the year uh, where when that game was on retail, it sold really well. Of course, it would. It has. Batman association to it, so that's all yep. the name it, that that got to sell a name alone. So, there was discounts yeah, though too. It, yeah, but it, but, mm-hmm. but still, it's like sales are sales. So yeah, so yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, he made a bunch of its sales before the discounts in August, mm-hmm. in, in October. It was, it was like in the top five best-selling games that that month when Call of Duty had already launched. Also, so yeah. just to kind of give an idea, uh, Suicide Squad is like. Here's the thing, I love James Gunn's Suicide The Suicide Squad, that bombed at the box office. So the Suicide Squad name I don't think carries uh like push is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be like something like, that's a must-buy. I feel like them adding the Kill the Justice League was them acknowledging that a Suicide Squad game by itself is just not gonna sell. And I don't even think that like, the idea of like, oh, yeah, we're a game where you're going to kill the heroes you wanted to play in your game is going to is, is, is going to even like move the needle the, the needle sales. wise. it's like the only way I see that is that this game is a critical darling. Like, it shocks us like when it when it comes out and word of mouth builds up of like, no, like, don't worry. It's like, yeah, it may look like one of those, but no, it's like shockingly good. It's like that's the only way that I think this has a this has a prayer, by the way, Mortal Kombat 12 confirmed for this year.
2: Oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, I will really. say, I I will push back a little bit. It's like I think the genre is what uh, what's going to throw a lot of people off because I think there are tons of examples to where like playing as a villain would have been okay. But imagine if like, imagine if we were to hunt down like if we were Harley Quinn and we were hunting down like the Bat Family in in Gotham, and they made it to where it was almost like a almost like a Grand Theft Auto style open world. To where you were playing as harley quinn i think a lot of people would have ate that up but mortal things. Kombat's exciting by the way i yeah. mean i yeah this is the year of fighting games it seems like yeah. tekken yeah tekken's well.
0: still not confirmed for this year that's it okay. yeah, that's just that's hope that's the hope oh boy, that yes, it, may, it does yeah. oh my gosh anyway dude <laughs> that would be the year of the fighting games and the year of the license yeah like, like for real it's like the the way that this year is like turning out to be like the year of either remakes licensed products and now fighting games is like an interesting way for it to like all shake up. Yeah, so. for sure. But yeah, it's like I wish I was more excited. That's the thing. I'm disappointed. I'm not more excited for Suicide Squad because I just want more superhero games, like oh. uh, especially now that we're getting like the actual adaptations of comics, kind of like what I was sort of mentioning last week when I mentioned that I was playing Infamous, like Infamous was what we had because it was like we weren't getting like proper video games, like of adaptations of comics. So mm-hmm. we got a really great superhero game that was just an original property, and now we're at the point where like people are seeing the value of doing really great games uh, with like actual properties that we know exist in comics and movies and things like that. And yeah, it's just sad. It's just sad. So good thing we have an arrangement, Paul. So
2: <laughs> I, I um, I have a question before you before we go. Like, yeah. what was your game of the show? Uh, uh, the Baldur- game,
0: the- uh, Baldur's Gate three.
2: Okay, like easier. what a... What about you paul
1: i think that might actually be mine as well because Mm -hmm. that was a game that i was legitimately excited for previously Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: then got really disappointed when it was on pc only so Mm -hmm. finding out that it's a ps5 game i went oh shoot that's going to be really good especially if we can get that one day on like a playstation
2: extra or something Mm
0: -hmm. that Um, could be cool unless it's like i've heard really amazing things paul like we got our version for a reason so Uh, i think
2: i think Tichia might be my favorite game that with that was shown i yeah. think uh, everything they showed about that game looked very yeah. premium
0: yeah that one to me is the i'll play it when I, it's definitely one that i will definitely play since it's going to be an extra mm-hmm. so it's definitely I check it out like just, just like a yeah. stray that's good so, movie, sure. and humanity like just for how much i love tetris effect it's like an honorable mention in a way it's not like I don't buy as much with this kind of puzzle like I just do like a Tetris that can just be endlessly addicting And the way that that game just synergizes like the music with every time that you like cut the lines of Tetris Like you're completing the level is just so like transcendental So but it was cool that they're doing that, that kind of game and they're still partnering with them and if I had VR I would be I wouldn't say I would be super excited with what they've shown But I would be glad that to know that there's things coming it now depends. Yeah. On, it now depends on. Uh, it's a good expansion of what's of what's possible on. VR yeah. mm-hmm. and to Absolutely. be if, to be fair, they have like forty games at launch with BR. It's like, yeah, I can not imagine you get to buy all of them. So it's like, they they really stack the library. So right now it's just how they're gonna curate it moving forward. But um, but yeah, it's like on paper it's like not a bad state of play, but definitely the weakest of the last three we've gotten from the state of play. Like That's they,
1: true. One thing I. I guess I don't want to cut you off on that, but I—it's almost because all three of us are not big VR people. But Mm -hmm. if you are a VR person, that would definitely change where you would rank Mm -hmm. these three. I think because the forty games for VR, two—the kind of stuff that they showed you, what's available, um, the optional showcase on a few other games on Mm -hmm. top of the ones that they already said. Resident Evil
0: Four has VR. Resident Evil Four.
1: Resident Evil 8 also, like mm. just all of it, honestly, um, I feel like that would easily r- ratchet it up for whatever it is. And just because the, neither, none of the three of us are really that interested, we're kind of discounting that side of it. Yeah. But and unfortunately, like
0: it, we have to speak from that perspective also, is because right. not everyone's going to buy this machine right now, not at this price.
2: So, I mean, uh, we mentioned the 40 games at VR, and I do want to... I think that's a really cool lineup, but I do want to push back that a lot of those games are PSVR 1 games. Yeah, that, that it's that like they, re-releases. It's like yeah, re-releases. That you have to pay for it again, because it's not backwards compatible.
0: Are yeah. they not uh, upgrades? There's a few that are free upgrades or free modes, like Resident Evil 8 and uh, Gran Turismo 7. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But so like... B- but, but but Moss Book 1 and 2 is like... You have to rebuy them. They are like a new... They're like remasters basically they're okay. like a remaster that you're paying for it after. does
1: kind of take some of the excitement out of that idea of it where it's like i was h- kind of hoping it would be oh you own this on vr you can have this on vr 2 or like, you know, like it, it, the ten dollar upcharge that they were doing no it's like uh, nintendo editions,
0: so. <laughs> no but they're doing the ten dollar upcharge for tetris effect
1: yeah yeah, they're they're doing like
0: yeah for Tetris, but Tetris <laughs> it, effect is actually like
1: free on your phone, my guy. It really I, should. I,
0: <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, yes, but the work they do to Tetris effect is like it's worth paying for. It's like that because yeah. it's like it's an incredibly beautiful game. Also, like in in, in its effects yeah but
2: i mean it's like it's like you have to if you had iron man vr you gotta pay for it all over again oh, yeah. batman vr gotta pay you for pay it all for over it, again yeah. i like walking dead saints and sinners gotta pay for it all over again mm-hmm. so i mean it kind of takes that window so
0: though the, walking way. Dead never came out to psvr one so is okay. gonna be like a bad original, example it's mm-hmm. gonna be like a full original release um, on vr2 but the problem with them doing vr one to vr two is The controls they use. Like the control I've I've seen the controls of VR2 versus the PlayStation Move. The move had an extra button that the VR2 controllers don't have. The move button, like a lot of those games, because the if you had the PlayStation move, it had the square, circle, X and uh, X and Triangle like to Mm -hmm. the sides, and a big move Mm -hmm. button here. On top of the trigger you had at the back. That move button doesn't exist on the on the VR two controller. So that's why those
1: because it's unnecessary, I would think
0: yeah but that's what about a lot of the game when they were making psvr one games they were made with and the knowledge okay. with the knowledge that the playstation move was the remote okay, so uh, they completely redesigned the controller so that's why like, they're not backwards compatible so that sucks that that's the reason why it is not backwards compatible
2: but... especially since that's just button map that's just button mapping at that mm-hmm. point right yeah i
1: that does kind of suck. They didn't have some other button that would work alongside that. But also, I'm gonna have trouble defending the PlayStation Move controller at uh-huh. all, considering yeah. it was just repurposed from PS3. Uh-huh, yeah, um, it was
0: like all the PS moves that they didn't get to sell when PS yeah. moves, they, they tried to do the PS whatever moves, it, it like...
1: is. It's like it's probably an improvement. It just sucks that all of those purchases had to suffer for that to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that's so, what yeah. sucks. And that's what sucks. But um, anyway. I've heard the hardware's amazing. I've heard legit like. The improvements done to the VR2 is like it's way lighter in the head in the face which is insane because the VR1 was already light by it by itself they made it lighter. And, and these that's... games are $50. Yeah. Ah. So...
2: <laughs> I was like I, I was I was shocked because I was like oh, okay maybe they're like twenty dollars or thirty I'm like that's 50 oh horizon 50,
0: horizon call of the Mountain is 59.99 and many of them are very short yeah. and the worst part yeah. about horizon call of the mountain is that that was the showcase game that they were trying to push the vr unit with in fact it's the only game that comes in bundled in and it's the most disappointing one based on reviews see, that sucks see like,
2: i'm like you're making me rebuy this game and you're charging me another 50 dollars. that kind of burns me
0: for real yes uh so, VR is gonna be interesting because now that we know that it's there at sony we'll have to keep supporting it so it means that every showcase we watch we're gonna have a section in every state of play where we're like okay just move along move along mm-hmm. just like move it along to be fair it's... that's how they treated the vr stuff and i appreciated it yeah the, it was I, very I, zippy i, I, I hope I, because they have to acknowledge it's like that's just gonna be a niche side of the market for them it's like they have to piece the 30 million the 32 million ps5 owners they already released it. they have sold that many ps5s and now the thing is well available so they have to like appease the ones that are just on the console so do
2: you almost wish they would have just did a separate show for vr
0: i kind of wish but at the same time it's like we know sony in that time that they barely speak around (laughs) like it's like you gotta take what you can get it's just that unfortunate that to me is like this state of play was like after me championing saying that now the state of plays have gotten better now we're going back to the downswing and but i feel that's gonna happen when if they're actually gonna do a showcase i think that's the the existence of them doing showcases on top of state of place kind of like mutes the state of place unfortunately so last year when there was no showcase the state of place got better so they gotta they gotta pick a lane
2: so um goodbye volcano high is like besides that and um what was the other game um what was the game where you're playing as like a a guy you kind of look like you're a butler it almost looked like it was kind of like an older game where you were. Uh, older style, kind of like a older art style. You to were today? No, no, it's it's previous. I think it was called the Devil in Me. No, little oh. devil inside. Little devil inside. Okay. I think the game little, that never comes out. <laughs> yeah. So like, other than Volcano High, I think Little Devil Inside is like the last game that was shown off with the PS5 whenever yeah, it was first in twenty twenty. Yeah, all of that yeah. has
0: been shown. Like yeah I mean, so, if, if, yeah if we go back to that june 2020 showcase it's like all of it is out like even Spoken was there
2: yeah so i'm like now it's this we're just waiting a little devil inside now and now yeah. that, i think that, we're gonna that, be waiting for a long time for that one too because if yeah. it didn't come out by
1: now with all of the crazy levels of kickstarter money that it got put into it mm-hmm. something's something really bad is going on in that studio yeah. um yeah. which hurts my soul but apparently that's the way of Indie <laughs> and that's the way of
0: indie gaming you yeah. know that real well paul that i
1: do <laughs> um
0: How so long, yeah. it's a full year almost of delay since like it's original planned launch right
1: absolutely oh, it was planned to launch in like 20 20- april 18 or something oh shoot that was- long ago it was before it was even showcased with PlayStation. It had its full Kickstarter thing. It met all of it beyond it. Oh, and then it was like, I was looking right, up about your sp- game. I thought I was oh, like, oh, my it, game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yours is nah, like a year the delay. The one that I was contracted for. That was, that's about an entire year. You're at, uh mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And it yeah. should have. It should be coming out pretty soon, but it's just one of those cases where it's one guy doing all the coding and uh, he has no idea of how much time coding takes until he's already like six
0: months into it. So uh, hopefully that's that's pretty soon. So now we wait to June. Let's see what they have. Let's see, like Sony got to like give us the next wave of PS5 stuff now. It's like we got to know beyond was just Spider-Man. I will yeah. say though, and I'm glad f-
1: that there's so many good games between now and June, though. Yeah, it's a
0: good year. Very it really good. is. Yeah, really good. Really, really, really good year. It's like it's a, it's, it's feeling right. It's like I'm looking at the state of play is not with like a hunger of like I need to know more. It's just more like let's see if there's what could be like from the for the far future that we could look at. But we're not we're not necessarily starving at this point. It's like there's so much, there's so many. Like half of this year is just gonna be insane, just all the way until June. And, yeah. I can't wait, unless the delays start happening. But I'm feeling more confident; it's, it's happening less and less times. Only a big one, Jedi Survivor. But then, with what we've been seeing with the IGN first, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they got the six weeks because if it, now it looks like it has the money that Jedi Fallen yeah. pull- Order didn't. So, and meanwhile, I can still play Hogwarts Legacy, even that I am enjoying very, very, very much. So sad for Atomic Heart, though. <laughs> but I'll leave that for next week's episode. So, Paul, and we are not doing the game releases right now, because this is such an off, uh, off-kilter off show. Just know that Destiny comes out next week. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So, we're gonna go back to normal schedule programming with, yeah, just Sebastian next week, so... Paul, enjoy your packing. And where can people find you?
1: As always, y'all can find me at Dork of Art on Twitter and Dork of Art on YouTube whenever I get the ability to post videos of me breaking video games. Sebastian, where can they find you?
2: Man, you know, they can find me at the Single Player Experience podcast, where we talk about all the all the things you need to know about good single player gaming. Al, what about you? Where can they find you?
0: They can find me at A underscore Drow at Twitter. They can find me at A on Hive. They can find me at Alejandro Segovia93 on Instagram and my written content at thecriticalcorner.com and seasongaming.com. So. Everyone else that got to tune in, we thank you so much for your continued support and listenership, even if you don't interact with us. We'd love to be able to interact with you sometime in the future. Tell and, me how
1: wrong I am in the comments. That um, seems to work a 100% of our engagement.
0: Yes, when we did the reacts for Destiny, that was awesome. There are always people that interact to tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> always. So, but hey, that was our most watched it video, does. so <laughs> thank you for the views. So everyone, Enjoy the rest of the week. The month's almost done, which is crazy. Uh, Have a great rest of your weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember... Press X. To play. Good night, everybody. Hasta la vista, baby.